Hello, everybody, and welcome back. It is once again me, your friendly and fun deputy of Movie Deputy Podcasts, bringing you the full interrogation of Blue Beetle today. Now, this movie is about what I was expecting it to be. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I hope you bear with me to see if maybe this is one that you might want to check out. I want to start by saying that this is a DC comic that this is made from. It's not exactly the typical story that you might expect, but at the same time, it's exactly the story that you expect. That may sound confusing, but I'm going to go into a little bit more detail here just shortly. You're probably thinking, oh, great. What did she give it on the deputy scale? Well, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. But I know you guys love when I lead with that. So I'm going to try to remember to do that earlier on more on at least the ones that were at least decent to good. And this one, I would say, probably falls just with barely within the decent category. I am giving the Blue Beetle just a 4.0 out of 10 on the deputy scale. And I'll explain a little bit more of that as we go. I am actually going to be giving this movie an innocent rating as well. There's nothing like overly intense at any point in this movie. There's a few sad scenes, but nothing that I would recommend it being for an older age group. There's a few minor curse words and just some things like that in there, but it's maybe not what you might expect. Now, I do want to say one thing. I was a little bit disappointed in kind of a big thing. If you caught yesterday's show, you'll understand how much I hate subtitles. And of course, I'm going to bring that up again because this movie is both in English and in Spanish. And for, I'd say, 80 to 90% of the Spanish that there is subtitles involved. So it didn't really hint to that a whole lot in the previews. But yeah, there are actually quite a few subtitles in this one. Unless you speak Spanish, which I unfortunately do not, you might be kind of lost without reading and following along for some of it. Now, in this story, you have the Cord Industries. It is just kind of the big conglomerate industry company that is down in this part of, I believe it's some part of Mexico, I guess. I, I know it said at one point in the movie, but it's the Edge Keys specifically area. And the edge, oh, I should say the Edge Keys is where Jaime lives with his family. And Jaime is the name that is referred to in the movie. You and I would call him Jamie. And he is called Jamie at a few times in this movie. But he and his sister kind of work for the Cord Industries thing. And they're doing just kind of maintenance, general, custodial type work. In that they end up doing something that gets both of them fired. While they run across Jenny Cord, she decides to give Jaime a chance. And she says, okay, come to the offices tomorrow. I'll give you a chance. And she slips him something when he comes in to the next day to go in for the possible job. And she's like, you have to hide this. And he has no idea what it is. She's like, don't even look. You can't even look at this. Well, he takes it back home. And his, after his family kind of goads at him a little bit, he opens it and finds this beautiful blue scarab. Well, he picks it up and the scarab comes to life and ends up be almost being symbiotic with him because it forms into him and he kind of becomes the blue beetle. And that's kind of the whole thing of the movie is him turning into the superhero. And you may think, okay, a kid getting bit by an insect, that sounds familiar. Hmm, I wonder why. Well, of course you have the Spider-Man, but this is different. This is more like Ant-Man, less like Spider-Man. Because it's the suit itself that has the powers, not him. In this one, like Ant-Man can take off his suit. With the Blue Beetle, he can't take off the suit. It's There's part of it that's merged with him, so he can't exactly take it off. And there's references to like the 
like Batman's thing. And when Jaime actually gets home, he's actually coming home from law school and he went to high or law school at Gotham Law. And so that kind of ties in the whole Gotham part of the story a little bit with that. But then we get taken back through different parts of this movie to like the original Blue Beetle character and the kind of the emphasis of the progression of that story. So it does mention Ted Cord, the original Blue Beetle character. So like I said, if you've ever followed the story, you're going to be familiar with some of these names. If not, you might be kind of lost. But one of the big heads of Cord Industries is Victoria Cord, and this would be Jenny's aunt. But she's just kind of evil. She wants to get the scarab to, because she wants to create these, I'm trying to think of what they're called again. They're, I think it's OMAC is how she pronounced it, but it's a one-man army corps. Basically, she's she wants to create her own soldiers. They're going to have all the abilities that the Blue Beetle has because of the symbiotic nature of the relationship. The name of the scarab is actually Kajida. Don't worry if you can't spell it. It's, 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 a, it definitely is unusual, but it just kind of it plays out like basically every other superhero movie you've ever seen. It references to a poignant scene in Spider-Man, which it references actually to quite a bit of Marvel stuff. In, indirectly, of course. Indirectly. But then it's also referencing other DC characters kind of directly and indirectly. It's like if you're paying attention to the little things, you realize that they're actually being referenced more than you realize they're being referenced. And then it ends kind of an unusual kind of way a little bit. It tries to maybe bring in a little bit too much romance for a story like this. The story itself is just weak. It's like they're just... It, the, the whole point of the movie, you're like waiting for that climactic moment that is in every like superhero movie. And it just it never quite gets there. There's, there's action scenes and there's things like that that are in this. It's just... It's very anticlimactic in everything it is, pretty much to the point that there were even multiple people asleep in the screening that I went to, if that gives you any indication. Now, if you're a fan of DC Comics, I do actually recommend going to see this. If you're not a big fan of DC Comics and you've never even really heard of the Blue Beetle, honestly, you're not missing much if you skip it. But if you do decide that you want to go see this, there is actually a bonus scene in the middle of the credits and there's another bonus scene after the credits. Now, the one after the credits, it is all in Spanish and there are no subtitles. So unless you speak Spanish, you may be a little bit lost on that. But <laughs> ultimately, it's even a reference in the movie. This is basically the world's biggest tick. <laughs> if that kind of puts the whole kind of thought process of that in your head. Like I said, if you decide that you want to go see it, great. And if not, I hope I've at least helped enlighten you a little bit. Either way, actually, I am actually looking forward to tomorrow. We are going to be talking about the new movie Strays. And that one, let's just say, is a little bit more than interesting, but not necessarily in the way you might expect. So stay tuned till tomorrow. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. And I will be back to you soon. Bye!